What it do, what it do? What's up there, Facebook Live? You are tuning in to Diva Danielle on the Dynamic Perspective Podcast. I know you guys are saying, wait a minute, today's Friday. What's she doing on on Friday? Well, let me tell you, Tuesday, you know, a girl had to put get them coins. You know, I had to do some work. And, you know, I was celebrating with my, my producer, my brother, my friend, my mentor, you know, Prince McIntyre from Swag Media. You know, he turned 21 again. So we had to give him his props, you know, another evolution around the sun. You know how that go. But this particular episode is right on time. When I tell you it's right on time, it's definitely a conversation that we need to have about women politics, work, and life balance. Because let me tell you, that's a lot of hats to wear. You know, we already as women, we shoulder a lot of different things. But now when you add on a whole city on your back, it's, it's a lot to talk about. So we're going to get into that. But you know, I got to do pay the dues. So let me give a shout out to my sponsors as always, Mr. White Transport. You know, when you need to get it there, he gets it there for you. To um, I Shot You Media Concepts for keeping me fly, you know, all the time in my photos. Because, you know, a girl got to make sure she tight, you know, when you see her. And, you know, I came across this other um, company, Black-owned business, which just blew my mind. It's called Jerry's Botanicals. And she's out of Chicago. She's a, a former uh, high school counselor out of um, Chicago, and she just makes these incredible natural soaps. So let me tell you, I, mean, I, I had to bring one to show y'all what I'm talking about. These are her soaps, her natural soaps, okay? And when I tell you, they smell amazing. She can be found on Esty. Um, I have purchased about 12 different bars, everything from actual eucalyptus leaf to lemongrass and poppy seeds to lavender and rosemary. And you guys really need to check her out. Again, her name is Jerry Botanicals. She's on uh, Esty black owned uh, sharp sister she has all type of organic things that are made for a healing component in the bodies to give an awakening and a focus and that's what we need nowadays we got too many distractions you know social media you can't take a shower with social media but you can take a shower with some eucalyptus and get your head right and i gotta give a shout out to my man marcus george allstate you know we always in good hands Marcus George in Allstate. So, you know, now that the holiday seasons are coming about and people are on the road, get your insurance right because, you know, things can happen. You need to be prepared. Now, 757, we had a great week. You know, we we got the opportunity to listen to um, the Mighty Dream Forum that happened in Norfolk. Big up to all those vendors, um, all those speakers that came out to provide resources and empower a community that feels that they're unheard. Um, you know, I know you guys probably heard the announcement about something in the water coming back to the city of Virginia Beach. You know, come on, let's appreciate that conversations were had, things have, have made changes come about so this can happen because all in all, the revenue will be good for the city, the entertainment will bring family and friends together, and, you know, Virginia is the hot spot as far as tourism. You don't want to miss out on what goes on, you know, in the month of April in 2023. Like I said last week, we're coming up on the holidays. This is the time where we need to reinvest in our families. We need to also reinvest in those who are in disadvantaged situations. So reach out to your local food banks and your shelters and give 
give, give, give. Please let no family go without. I mean, the little donation that you can provide to a family goes a long way. Everything from perishables to personal items to even gift cards. Let's celebrate these families during the holiday season and reach deep within our hearts as well as our pockets and give. There are many angel chief programs going out. The Salvation Army is collecting gifts. Get with your local nonprofits. Please support your nonprofits because without your your generosity and your supports, we can't do what we do, baby. And let me tell you, it's about community collaboration and connection. And you know, that's what the dynamic perspective is all about. So now that I done did all my business for the day, let me tell y'all, I got this incredible woman that is getting ready to hit us. So it took me a couple of days to figure out how I wanted to introduce her. So I'm, I'm going to drop these adjectives on you. Okay. Multi-talented. Okay veteran, nurturing, cultivating, articulate, generous, and most importantly, resilient. These are the words that I have found that describes my guest this evening. And yes, I am biased, honey, because she she blonde and cute just like me, baby. Y'all recognize, recognize, recognize what it is to be giving it to you. But all in all, seriously, um, the young lady I'm bringing on today, and I'm saying young lady, baby, because we don't age, okay? Let me tell you something, we don't age. We just get better. And when we get better, we get stronger, and we get smarter, and we get more empowered. So how about that? I'm going to throw them other adjectives in there, too. If you need a refresher, hit me in the comments. I'll give you them adjectives again. But uh, this young lady's been part of the community for 22 years. Um, she is a, a Marine veteran. Now, what y'all know about that? You don't know Marines don't be playing. You know, they be serious about their stuff, right? Uh, she's a former police officer. So, you know, she know what discipline is and understanding uh, standard operating procedures and making sure things are handled in the matter they need to be handled. Um, she is a professional community uh, association manager. She's a mom, you know, like, like all these things are what makes her so fantastic and resilient. So you guys, get your piece of paper because we're going to learn some things about the candidate that is running for Virginia Beach Council right now tonight on the Dynamic Podcast, right? Miss Heidi Daniels running for District 10. So y'all welcome Miss Daniels into the podcast, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, girl. What's, what's the good tea, baby? Hey, I'm so glad that you could be with us tonight. I'm honored to be with you tonight, truly. And, um, Thank you for the intro. That was really good. That's a lot to, you know, continue to live up to. <laughs> I'm telling you, let me tell you, so, you know, us blondes, we have some good times now. Look, we, we know how to bring it, boo. They don't understand. You know, we, we got to be, we got to be multifaceted. And yes. you right now are in that position to show how balance is so critical in a woman's life, especially running for a seat in, in city council. I mean, I, I'm sure that you have been ripping and running and, and out there shaking hands and, and, and talking to everyone. But now I want to start with the first question is, how do you find the balance to sit down and decompress after all this that's been going on? So I don't know, actually, in the last five months, if I actually got to decompress, I think what I did was I actually would just take a couple, whenever I had a couple minutes, and I would just take that time and just stop and basically just breathe or say a prayer or and just have a 
honest conversation with God and be like, I'm sorry, I can't do this right now. Can you help me? You know? And it just, I found it with that. It, it would, it pushed me forward. And the next day I would wake up and I would be okay. So it was a lot of private prayer. Okay. Okay. And they say, you know, prayer, keep us focused, you know, so that's the most important thing. And I think as women, we find balance and those conversations when we're by ourselves because we can we can put our thoughts out loud and wait for the sound to bring us direction. Now people are probably saying, what is the diva talking about? Yes, I sit in the middle of my living room and I talk to myself and I wait for the sound. Or I'm in my car and I'm having that conversation so I can get clarity. Sometimes you get the best clarity when you don't even expect it. So I could definitely appreciate that. But now you're gonna tell us a little bit about your background. We're gonna start with first a Marine, law enforcement. Girl, come on, run the background for us. Tell us a little bit about Heidi. So it, I grew up and I grew up poor. I grew up on a dairy farm. My parents were divorced and I grew up on a dairy farm and we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, back then, uh, having health insurance wasn't even part of the equation. It was, you know, are you serious enough to go serious enough to go to the doctors? So I knew when I was in high school that I was not going to have money to go to college and I needed to make my own way because my family couldn't support me. So I went into the Marine Corps at age 17 and I did that for four years. I went overseas and to Okinawa for a year and a half. And I didn't enjoy it then, but I really look back now and enjoy it. Uh, know that I did enjoy it, but I got off of active duty after four years and I want to become a police officer. And I did that in South Carolina and I did it for a couple of years. The one thing that was with me was I wanted to make sure I got off active duty without getting married. <laughs> that was one of the big things, you know, because I was a very independent woman and I wanted to make my own way, support myself. So I got off active duty, became a police officer. I was still independent, didn't need anybody, ended up meeting my husband. While I was on duty, uh, I got a call to his house and he didn't, we didn't even know it um, at the time that it was his house and um, ended up getting married. So that stopped my policing career. And I ended up going back into the Marine Corps after that as a reservist on active duty. So I did that up until 2007. And um, I had to make the choice of stay home with my children or stay in with the possibility of going to Iraq and Afghanistan or Afghanistan. And my husband was already doing that. He had already been to Iraq. He's already been to Afghanistan and I didn't want to do that. So I needed to make sure that some parent, one of us was home with the kids. So I did. And that's how I got into the association management business. Okay. So, you know, first off, let me thank you and your husband for the time serving this country. I mean, that's a, that's a very, very big step. And a lot of people don't realize how, how hard those conversations are when you're talking about the possibility of any family member going to war. So thank you very much for you guys service. Um, it, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic now listening to some of the, the disciplines that you've had to now make you now want to move into going into government. I mean, you've already kind of been involved in government, so to speak. So now like to actually be, I guess, more visible and in the forefront of government. Uh, what what's what just made Heidi one day say, you know what, I want to do this. H how did you come to that determination? So I'm the executive director of Green Run Homes Association, and we have 16,000 residents here. So basically we're our own town and I'm the city manager. I don't make decisions. I just run the association. 
And as I look around and I see what's going on in the community, because we have almost, you know, 16,000 residents, I hear a lot of stories of people struggling in the community. Um, we get told a lot of stuff um, and we catch, like sometimes we'll call people and we'll catch them in a bad moment. And they're like, oh, I'm having cancer. I just had one lady who I really like. She came into the office today and uh, for something and just found out that she has cancer. And it's just like, it can be really heartbreaking to listen to the stories. And, and I just feel powerless because I can't do anything about it. I can't help them in the position that I am. Um, I can help them some, but not as much as I could. I don't think it was, I was on city council. Uh, so I'm really entrenched with my neighbors in the fact that I, I know what's going on. You know, um, it, I love my community. And that's like one of the really important things for people to understand. I'm from New Hampshire. My husband's from Arkansas. We could have moved, but I love where I'm at. I'm in the same house I've lived in for 22 years. And, you know, my kids grew up here and it's just, it's, this is home. And I look around in my community and I see businesses are, you know, not thriving. They're closing. We've lost three grocery stores in the last three years, I believe. We have open storefronts like you would not believe. And the structures themselves are kind of 70s and 80s uh, as far as the outside, the facade of them. And you know we don't get help here from the city and trust me i love the city of virginia beach and yes we have to do the things that we need to do with the ocean front but our neighborhoods for the city and in, in my feeling is that they need to come first we're the ones here that work in the hotels we're the ones the military that go to work on base and and here at green run i love and i'm not leaving uh once i get on council but I just think I can do more on city council for my community and for the rest of Virginia Beach. And you know, I, and I appreciate that because you bring empathy to what's often missed and sometimes when you hear government. Now, true in fact, there's been so many things going on in government ever since the federal administration started and you know, it's just back and forth and the mudslinging and and all these things and we lose the most important factor of that is how and what you do affects the voters and those people in the community and you and it's like a big swole of trying to get everybody to get on your side and you know hooray and this person's going to do it for me but you, they lose the empathy and the caring from the beginning because that's what you need you have to be relatable to the people in the communities so if i see you in the walmart if i see you in the right mm -hmm. aid i'm gonna walk up to you and say hey girl what's happening we doing you know whereas you get some people that lose that once they get those seats and and that's where we have to change the mindset so i can appreciate that so in city council what would be the, the biggest priorities you'd want to change first like what would you want to bring to the table and say they look damaged i'm telling y'all right now this is what we got to work <laughs> on y'all ain't listening but you're gonna hear heidi today what you gonna bring to the table baby so we have to work on our jobs and our economy we have to work on public safety and we have to work on our affordable housing um and it's it's really hard right now because with everything that we've been through as a country there's so many things that we need to tackle and it's hard to put one above the other because depending on who you talk to and the doors that i've knocked each person has something different but usually it was one of those three things um, along with transportation in the 757. So uh, definitely need to work on the safety. I know the city's already working on that. Uh, we are about 75 officers short 
ever since I was been at Green Run way back when, uh, 10, 12, 12 years ago, they were 100 officers short back then. So they've never been able to catch up and, and, and get those spots filled. But one of the things I really want to do is community policing. You know, the officers right now, they can only react to phone calls, to calls for 911 and calls for service. They can't be out there proactive, you know, playing basketball with your kids, shooting hoops for a minute, or just stopping and talking to people. And I think that's one of the things that's really kind of lost right now is there is, we don't necessarily have the trust. Some people don't trust the police, um, completely understand. And, but, and we need to get that trust back. But the only way we're going to do that is if we talk about it. You know, I think so oftentimes lately, it just, and we were talking about this earlier, people just want to yell at each other. Yeah. Let's sit down, stop. Let's have a conversation, have that real conversation. And let's say, you know, this is how I feel for what you did, or I don't agree. And let's move on. We're human. And when I train my boards in my job, that's what I tell them. First thing I say, look, I said, disagreeing is great. You get a different person's perspective. You might change your mind. You know, you see it from the other person's view, but don't ever demean each other. Don't disrespect each other. And once the vote's done, the vote is done. Don't go back and say how horrible this person is because it's it was a vote, you know, and you might have lost that vote, but in the future, you'll probably win another vote. And I think that's kind of where we've gotten away from is that communications piece. So that's what I really want to do with the police, get the community uh, going with the police officers. I have the police uh, out here for all of our events. Every event that we put on for the community, I have them come out. We just had a trunk retreat. We had the mounted police out here and the kids absolutely loved it. And so I think it's those community things that we can do. And it's not something that's so the oceanfront, you know, it's out here in the neighborhood where it needs to be. Right. So that's one of my priorities. Obviously, Affordable housing, it's very difficult. Our employees, my employees, half my employees live in Norfolk. A lot of the city employees live in Norfolk or out of Virginia Beach. I had to tell my son he could not come home because he could not afford to live here because he's in the army in Seattle right now. And I would he's, he has my grandbabies. I don't get to see my grandbabies. I'm missing my grandbabies first years. And I had to tell him he couldn't survive out here on what people want are getting paid and to, to try to find a place to live because they're a family of five. And so that really needs to be fixed because you know we all want our kids, we, we all talk about we want our kids to stay local, but if there's no jobs, they can't stay local because they can't afford it. So uh, the, the housing really needs to be fixed and that goes with the jobs. So those right. will be the things I'll be working on right away. Well, you know, when you talk, when you when you touch on the infrastructure, yes, I think workforce development is probably the strongest thing that we need here in the city. Because when you think of Virginia Beach, you only think of tourism. So you you have those months where everything is booming for tourism. But you know, when when you look at it, we're we're very we're coastal. We have major ports. Okay, like you said, we have a lot of space where large companies can come in and actually open the door for workforce development. So I could see that being one of the priorities to also go hand in glove with affordable housing. Since COVID, things have been crazy. I mean, mm -hmm. you find your people now trying to figure out, you know, do I do I pay the light bill? Do I pay gas? Do I pay, you know, for the rent that, you know, I can barely afford? Or I'm, I'm looking at something that's 620 square feet and I'm paying something for a mortgage that's, you know, definitely more than $2,000 a month. So 
although the, the country is changing, certain things are staying the same. And we need to kind of we need to kind of bring the scale up a little bit. Uh, we all know there's been issues with law enforcement. You know, there's been a lot of murders that have been unsolved, and we've had a lot of people act, being activists and things like that, and and feeling that they don't have the support from community policing or they don't have the support from law enforcement. But you are right; it's it's a relationship. If they are more visible in the communities where they're touchable, they're talk you can talk to them, and you can have someone that they can relate to and feel safe with. I think those conversations will open up a gambit of ideas and more success stories versus, you know, the traumatic stories that we hear in the end and that get polarized in the news, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So I like those priorities and how they all kind of uh, stair step one another because you need one to build the other one, you need the other one to kind of to kind of close out. Now, after you put this infrastructure, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call it the Heidi plan. Okay, I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna run with the Heidi plan right now. And you put this together. How how do you feel um, city council will embrace that right away? Because you know you're gonna have different energies and different people thoughts and and things like that. So what is Heidi gonna? What you gonna bring, baby? You need me to come up there and we are gonna have this conversation with city council. Girl, tell me what you need me to do. I mean, how do you how do you see it going over to especially affect the Greenland areas, the ocean front? You know, places that really need attention because the areas are considered either disadvantaged or low to no income. Mm -hmm. So how do you want to build that conversation or start that conversation within city council? I've already actually started it. It is uh, everybody, the mayor, the vice mayor, Councilman Berlucci, uh, Councilman Holcomb, everybody, a lot of people I've already talked to about getting that started and they know how I feel about my community. Um, they know, I, I put it out there from the beginning that I feel like where I'm at, and this is Green Run, Buckner Farms, Town Square, Rock Creek, Timberlake, you know, I feel like it's a black hole. The city doesn't pay us any attention. I've gone out and I've talked to business owners. Hey, what would you like to change about the city? Or I asked them about the hive, um, asked them if they're small women and minority certified and, it was amazing to me that they didn't know that all this stuff existed within the city. So I think we need to do a better uh, communication plan with our residents and our business leaders. But I have made it abundantly clear with um, the council members that I want to focus on my district and the other areas of Virginia Beach that may be in the same situation as I am. And I think that everybody's on board with it. I think you know, they realize that there are things that we can do better and that do need to change. And I'm really hopeful because they are on board with it. And I have not been turned away. I've talked to business owners, uh, restaurant owners down at the oceanfront and said, hey, what can you do for us out here? And it, it was kind of like everybody forgot us out here and was like, oh, yeah, I thought about doing something out there before. But you know, it was just a thought. I never followed through. And I'm like, well, we need you. We need you to come out here and do something. So I am very hopeful that I have already planted that seed in people's minds about, hey, we need to start looking in that area and we need to start building it up because I think it would be a really a great thing for us. No, you're, you're, ab you're absolutely right. And when you think of the success stories that we can have that just outside of our, again, tourism, 
this can bring some other things. And um, as a nonprofit founder myself, you know, I've, I've always wanted to find some way to say, look, hey, you know, we got some things we want to do too. How could we help the city grow? And what lessons can we teach? What programs can we put out there to kind of assist with that burden of getting the communication out? So I, I am totally for the fact that it's about community because that's what it's all about. Our community are our people and we have to take care of our people. So that's definitely the most important thing. In the economy that we have today, and you being a mom, and of course, you know, uh, still have and still having the other job, and and, and and finding yourself trying to juggle, right? How in a, a dominated um, male world, as I'll say, you know, because we got a lot of testosterone floating around the world today. Okay, how do you? How do you feel your communication works in with dealing with the issues that are impacting our economic structure? Um, I think that the the conversation is everything. You know, it, it's I think it it's the whole conversation. If we don't sit down and we don't talk, we're never going to get anywhere. I don't have an issue communicating, I don't think, with any of my peers or, you know, other people. I've talked to delegates about our needs. I've called them up and said, hey, this is unacceptable. Come out here. Do this. Do that. You know, especially Delegate Glenn Davis. He was our council member here uh, about eight years ago. And I tell you what, (laughs) I called him all the time while he was on council. (laughs) And, you know, he came out and, and he did it. But I think it's just it's about respecting each other. It goes back to respect and sitting down and talking. And I mean, as a woman, you always have to stand your ground, you know, you've got to stand there and I don't take any. Girl, that's the, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it for Look, Miss Heidi <laughs> says she ain't taking no mess. Okay. That's what she said. She said she ain't taking no mess. It's, no, because we, cause I'm we, fighting. Need to, we need to have that strong fight. You know, we need to be able as women, because we look at it from a different perspective, you know, and I always use the example when you, when you go into, when you make your shopping list, we make the shopping list of what is used more frequently versus the husband that says, well, let me, what, let me give what I need for the football game first and then everything else down the line. You know, that's how we shop, you know, and we see things differently and we, uh, we, we tend to migrate to things that people may not want to bring to the forefront because either they're embarrassed or they're unsure or they don't know. And, you know, for me, I, I would want to speak to someone that I can truly understand where they are and where they want to be because if you want to empower them you have to be able to speak their language and know their audience right and i think that's the most important thing but it all goes back to you know community but it it don't hurt too girl that you you ex-marine too i'm just saying you know you might want to drop that in there every now and then okay you know bring them boots out and be like hey y'all don't play around (laughs) now serious there's no gun violence we got mm. this going on. We got these guns flowing yeah. back and forth. We got these kids hurting each other. You know, what things do you think you can bring to city council to educate or bring resources, put prevention of? Because we're losing our young ones because they're just not focused on the right things. You know, they're getting caught up in all these other things and going left and right. So what could you bring to the table? So the one thing I want to start with is I don't like calling it gun violence. Um, It's violence, period, because it could be any type. It could be fists. It could be knives. It could be anything. And and really, a lot of it is it's affecting our youth. Um, I think everything that's going on with politics right now 
it's a play on words. You know, what words are going to get people? And I think we lose people when we say, you know, gun violence, which it's a true fact that it's gun violence. But when you say gun violence and then you start wanting to control it, you lose some people to say, oh, they want to take away my rights, which that's not what it is. So what I like to refer to is youth violence, because I think we have to get everybody into the conversation. We cannot fix our community if everybody is not involved. So one thing that I'm really proud about with our mayor is his youth violence task force that he has going right now with the uh, police chief Severa. And we recently did a meeting with that to talk about what we think. And the city is working on keeping the uh, rec centers open longer. They went out to LA and they looked at what LA did on doing basically family days and basically having safe spaces to where no matter what gang you were at with or affiliated with, you were safe. You know, that area was the one place that you were safe. So then it became a family and it was mamas out there. And you know the whole mama thing, right? It's you're doing what? Oh no, you better go tell your mama. I'm going to tell your mama. And it was a whole village community thing. And that's what we need to get back to here. You know, now people look at kids and they go, oh, that's not my kid. You know, I'm not, I'm not right. going to correct them, you know? And it just, I think we've gotten away from the village part. We need to bring that back. And the one thing that can really concerns me, I know people do gun, uh, gun buybacks. Um, and I've had those discussions with police officers and we need to find the balance with the gun buyback program. Because if somebody turns in a gun that was committed a crime, was used to commit a crime, if it gets turned in and it's an anonymous turn in, we could lose who actually did the crime. And I think that would be tragic if it was used in a murder. And now that person will possibly never get closure to find out. So I think we got to be careful with it. But um, it's about youth violence, period. And when I say youth violence, I say from the age 13, 14, all the way up to the age 25, 26. Because what's happening is if a child gets in trouble, they go into the system. Once they're done doing their time and they go right back into that same home life, nothing is going to change for that child. We have to have mentorship programs. We have to have follow-ups. We might have to take them out of that situation and put them in a, and maybe a mentoring home to where somebody can be there to help mentor them, to make sure they're staying on the right track. But if we keep repeating everything that we're doing, nothing is going to change. So I'm really excited about the mayor's youth violence task force because he has ideas going. He has the right people leading in that task force. And I think that we'll get some change in there soon, I hope. Well, I, I totally agree with you. You know, it's, when you say um, the community and, and the people watching out for community, you know, I'm sure some of my listeners will understand when I say everybody had a Miss Jenkins hanging out the window talking about, now, you know, I'm going to tell your mama, yeah. you ain't supposed to have been then over here, boy, go over here to this side. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So that's something that needs to come back. Oh, we got someone to just put a, a question in. Uh, we have Mark Sanders who asks, how do you feel about election security in your district, despite the current atmosphere and tension? That's a really good question. So I have been out at the polls a few times and everybody has been good. Um, you know, I haven't seen anybody, you know, yelling. I have heard of it. 
I think it really needs to be, we're all adults. We're all human. We're not going to agree. Uh, I hope that we don't need to call any police for any of it. Um, and if you have heard or seen of anything, I would really be interested to know. You can message me on my Facebook um, and, and let me know because I'd really be interested in knowing and following up on it because that's something that we don't want. Um, everybody should be able to go vote freely and without fear of being harassed. Uh, I have, I know myself personally up until this year, you know, I start walking up. I already know who I'm going to vote for and everybody's trying to hand you something, you know, vote for this person, vote for, and I always walk by and say, no, thanks. But I have a lot more respect for those people this year since I'm the one doing it. But I think <laughs> How the table's turned uh, is what you're saying. Heidi. <laughs> the tables are really turned. I have a lot more respect because that is a hard job. Oh, I'm but sure. I think we all just need to remember um, that we're all human. And yeah. we can have a difference of opinion. And at the end of the day, go have uh, a pizza together. That's it. Or margarita. You know how we do. Come on now. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Margaritas. Um, that's right. And, and when you think about the city of Virginia Beach compared to Norfolk or any of those other cities, um, I've always considered it like a bedroom type city. You know, you come and it's the romanticized, the, 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 the beach coming across the sand, you know, things like that. And, but we, we don't get a lot of that in the media or we don't get a lot of that in social media. You know, we get the the objectified, glamorized, worst parts of the news. You know, we, we take away from all that. We get snippets of things that can be misconstrued. We get um, conversations that maybe have been taken out of context. And, you know, and I know, uh, you know, our, our city office have been slammed by so many different things that have not been... Um, true or have been taken out of context so yeah. how do you plan to stop that from affecting you as you move forward through city council so for me i want to hold either monthly or bi-monthly meetings with the people in my community I, obviously it would be open to anybody in the city because once you get on council yes you represent your district but you represent everybody and you have to take everybody's best interest into consideration not just your district but I want to make sure that I'm communicating with my constituents because a lot of times I, I do, I wholeheartedly agree with you that the story gets misconstrued and it's actually not what happens. Sometimes it's just the news getting um, ratings yep. or, you know, because I mean, even on your Facebook or social media, you can just see a snippet of, you know, something, it looks like it's tragic and then you open it up and it was like, okay, there was all that headline for nothing. I really didn't need to to read this because that's not what I thought it was. So I think we need to start being true to actually what's going on in the area. And I want to make sure that I spread that word about, you know, question me, why did you vote this way? I want to know, because I know I, my, uh, Councilman Michael Bellucci was my councilman, one of the councilmen's for Green Run before we changed the district system. And I would sit there and I would watch council meetings. And the next day, if I didn't like something that he did, I called him on it. I called him on the phone. I'm like, why did you do that? I don't agree with why you did that. And then he would go, okay, well, this is da 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 da, da. and he'd give me the whole, you know, scenario and the backstory. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, then I agree with you. Thanks for letting me know. And I think that really helped me. And that's how I want to be with everybody else is, hey, this is the reason why I did this. You know, it's not going to benefit us now, but I know it's coming down the road in a couple of months and I'm going right. to need votes and we're going to get something in our district. So, you know, it's going to be new with the district system. Um, but I think it's all about working together and communicating what's going on with the residents. 
right now, I don't think we're doing the best job. Okay. Now, with the changes in the district system, uh, do you think there'll be confusion now with you know people going to vote because everything has been changed? It, there could be. Um, a lot of people that I talked to didn't know that the districts changed. I know. I mean, I've got the little flyer that everybody, you know, the city sent out to everybody, mm -hmm. and it, there were still people that did not realize they went to district when I was at Building 14. Uh, people were coming out and they're going, oh, I only got to vote for Congress. And then we had to explain what was going on. So I don't quite think that everybody um, was informed on the changes, but I think after this, they will be yeah, <laughs> once they go through it one cycle. So, you know, I hope they go to the polls early. So if they're at their wrong location, they can go somewhere else, but they can definitely ask for a provisional ballot. Right, right, right. And that's to, that, take note, everyone, if you're at the wrong location, you can ask for a provisional ballot. You can ask for that. So don't feel you are there and, and you give up on the vote because your vote yeah. matters and you must be able to cast your vote. So don't get deterred. It's called a provisional ballot. And I'm sure someone there that will be able to assist you at any of the polling sites. Um, in your opinion, what's the biggest need in the city of Virginia Beach infrastructure? Is it, is it more uh, compassion? Is it more compensation? Is it more education? What do you think it is? Uh, I think we need to get our pay with our employees worked out. I know that the city is working on it, but I think we just need to make sure that we stay on top of it as a council to make sure we're heading in the right direction. There is still some pay compression. We need to pay our teachers better. We need to pay our city workers better. We need to make sure, yeah, I, I manage employees. And I'm going to tell you, I am not the perfect boss. I have my days where I come in in a bad mood. And I, I'm trying to be cognizant that, you know, hey, your mood's going to affect everybody else's. So make sure. It doesn't always work, though. <laughs> but I think we need to make sure that the employees in the city are getting what they need, you know, that they have good leadership because leaders are everything. You could have a manager or you could have a leader and they're two different things. You, you know, a manager being a boss right. and the boss just tells the employee what to do and a leader cares about and guides and, you know, helps that employee mm -hmm. succeed. So I like to try to be a leader versus a boss. And I think we need to make sure that we have that as well within the city and that we get the pay uh, straightened out for everybody because that's very important. It's all for me. It's all about my employees. They make me look good. It's not Say, me. It's did y'all hear that? <laughs> for people out there that are just managers, you need you need your employees if you just want to manage. But if you are a leader, you make the manager and the leader and the company look good. There's a great difference on mm -hmm. that. And leadership is not something that you can get in a book. You know, leadership is something just from your own personal engagement and, and, and where you find yourself and what your values are. So all these things, you know, come into line, your spiritual alignment, your values, um, your educational background, your disciplines. And a lot of people, and I've, I've heard it throughout my life, oh, I'm a great leader. And you're like, no, not if you just, if you just want to dictate. There's a difference between dictating, expiring, and delegating. And these are, mm -hmm. these are other adjectives. If y'all want me to put it in the chat, I can put it in the chat so y'all know the different adjectives. But I see that you understand the importance of not only proactive engagement, but you also understand that there's a time to and there's a hard line to say no. Like this is not going to work, but be able to distinguish the two, you know, and be able to provide those examples and reasonings why. And 
You're absolutely right. Michael Bellucci is probably the best teacher <laughs> on how to do that because he he's so calming when he talks to you. And he also gives you the pros and cons, the reasoning, and then the explanation. So yes, he's definitely a good teacher. Shout out to Michael. You know, I love you. The diva love you all day. You know, so I, I, I'm, if you could say to someone who's starting out her career right now, after everything that you've experienced, what would be the biggest skill, attribute, task they need to do to be as successful as you are right now? Ask for help. Um, go to other women and ask for help. Find women that are where you want to be and talk to them and learn from them and see if they can mentor you. Um, as a woman in the Marine Corps back in 1989, we didn't have a lot of women to look up to. And in my first command, I actually had a master gunnery sergeant and she was amazing. She was caring and she was hard when she needed to be. And for me, it was a great influence to see that, oh my gosh, you know, here it is, it's 1989 and I'm standing in front of a master guns who's a female. It can be done. And I did get off of active duty as a gunny. I didn't make it to master guns, but I did make gunny. And I think that's really the thing. And I think as women, instead of putting each other down, we need to start reaching out and lifting each other up. Um, especially women that are, you know, higher up that are CEOs and managers and, and start pulling each other up and stop tearing each other down. I, I have to agree with you. I, I, we, as women, we're, we're naturally compassionate, but we also find ourselves in a lot of situations where we want to compete against one another. And it shouldn't be like that. Mm -hmm. It should be something where um, I, I think of it, uh, Grace Kelly, as graceful as she was, and Princess Diana, how engaging she was. You know, all these women were in positions of power, but wanted to also inspire the young ladies that were coming up underneath them. And regardless to where you are, your race, your background, your beliefs, we all need to inspire one another because that's what makes diversity and inclusion so particularly important to women. So that's something that we definitely need to um, cap on. So now we get we're gonna we're gonna let you close out with some words of wisdom. Come on, Heidi girl, I done gave you the biggest introduction. So let me let me give you another one. Now you guys done heard the, the word from Heidi Daniels, who is running for the city of Virginia Beach Council, okay? She's running for District 10. You guys have heard that this woman absolutely understands the importance of collaboration, connection, and community. You've also heard that her background has made her the individual she is today. So affirmations and faith is what makes Heidi a very unique person in itself being able to see here today and say, I have work-life balance. So I'm going to let you guys hear what Miss Heidi is going to bring as affirmations, what her vision is. And before I hang up today, y'all know you better get out there and vote on Tuesday on the 8th. Don't play around. I bet not see nobody at the Starbucks, baby. Y'all better be at, well, if you're going to be at Starbucks, bring me a frappe, you know, vente. But I'm just saying, y'all better be out there getting your vote on. So Miss Heidi, give us some stuff, baby. Talk to us. I, you know, I just want to say one, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's nice to come on the show and just talk and talk about the things that I believe in. And I think the one thing that I want people to know is what you see is what you get with me. Um, in my job here at Green Run, and I, I've been here for many elections, one of the things that I always, always hated was I would see politicians right before an election. And as soon as the election was done, I would never see them again until the next election. 
And so it wasn't really caring about me and the people that live in my neighborhood, that live in my community. It was really just about getting those votes. That's not me. Um, I like to think I'm compassionate, but I'm also hard, like you said, you know, um, but I just really want to be on council to make our city better, to work with the others that want to make our city better because we are an awesome city to live in and we are so blessed to get to live here. And uh, I just want to be open and transparent. I want to be approachable. So if you need something, please let me know. It, it could be anything because I have a lot of contacts like with TCC, you know, people aren't taking at TCC, they have uh, grants for people to get all kinds of certifications and they can't give it away. And it's a pretty high threshold threshold for money for the grant, but they just can't find the people that want to get a certification. And I, you know, if somebody's like, Hey, I want to get this certification. Can you, can you help me find a way to do it? I'll be more than happy to help you find a way to do it because I think that's what we need. And I do have a job fair tomorrow. Um, if anybody is looking for a job, it's at 1409 Lynn Haven Parkway in the Primrose Shopping Center from 12 to 5, because that's one thing we need is we need jobs. We need higher paying jobs. And I want to make sure that they're available to people and they know where to go get them from. So. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you guys, I hope you took the time to really hear what Heidi is bringing us. So this is the, this is a woman that has a lot of resources, but she has a lot of heart too. And, and I'm sure you guys will understand when I say boots to the ground, baby, she understands what boots to the ground means. So we want to definitely wish Heidi the best. And we're going to, we're going to hope on Tuesday, everybody get out there and do the right thing. But you know me and you, Heidi, be good. You know, we're we, we going to work this out, baby. We got this. <laughs> um, vote, but, vote, vote, vote. Yes, we want you to vote, vote, vote. Your vote matters. It definitely yes, matters. It, it definitely matters. Um, so before I get ready to close out, you guys, again, I want you guys to all, you know, definitely welcome Heidi for being on the show. Thank you for sharing that you, what you yes. share for us. Get out there and vote, everyone. Um, the, the job fair, like she said, she got coming up. Check out the job fair. You know, it's about workforce development. It's about uh, protecting our communities. It's about connecting, you know, with law enforcement, making us all safe and sound. That's Friday, you guys. I ain't going to keep you here because I know some of y'all want to be with your family and your diva done threw you off this week. But I just wanted to let you guys know that this particular episode was special to me. I wanted to show the importance of women inspiring women and women being able to have work-life balance as they move forward in helping other families. We carry a lot of uh, weight on our shoulders as women. We also carry a lot of responsibilities and oftentimes our pain and our affliction, we don't talk about because we, we always continuously moving. So you got to take the time out sometimes to reset. You got to have that conversation with yourself. Oftentimes you got to have a faith base that you believe in, but you have to be able to communicate and connect. And you know, that's what the diva is all about. So everybody let's give uh, Heidi a round of applause for being with us tonight. Yes. So, you know, as I close out, you guys, again, I want to thank uh, Miss Geraldine, honey, for this, honey, this soap, baby. You got me smelling real good, Miss Geraldine. You know, I'll be walking in the store. They be like, baby, you smell good. I'm going to tell it. Y'all better find Miss Geraldine on Esty. Her soap is absolutely fantastic. I tell you no lies. You're going to love it. Um, I want to thank 
all of my sponsors for definitely, you know, keeping me going, keeping me encouraged. Um, please support the Dynamic Divas because your donations help keep us going and help us move in the community as we help other families. As again, we are coming up on the holiday seasons. Please reach out to those in need. Get behind a nonprofit and support. Okay. It's very important that we keep our families whole and we keep them moving and we keep them blessed. Okay. If you need to find information about the Dynamic Divas, you can always check me out on my website, dynamicdivaofvirginia.com. Please contact us at any time. We are so happy to always bring you the tea, baby. You know, I like to bring it to you live, give you all the information because it's about connection, collaboration, and communication. Shout out again to Swag Media for always, you know, keeping it doing what it do, baby, and be ready. Because let me tell you, Lady D got some stuff coming for y'all, honey. Because y'all going to get your finances right. You're going to be fit and finance. Y'all going to be late for Miss Lady D in a couple of weeks to do what she do. And we got, like I said, we got to give a shout out to the man, the creator, the producer, the mentor, Prince McIntyre, baby. He done turned 21, y'all. So y'all want to do something for him? Go ahead and make a donation to the Roadshow Alliance for the Prevention of Suicide. Show him how much you love him by dropping some coins because suicide affects not only the family, but affects the community. Mental health is very important. I love you guys. Until next Tuesday, y'all. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I ain't going to be here next Tuesday. I'm going to vote. I don't know. Y'all better be out there voting. Don't let me come out there with my cameras. I'm going to be looking for y'all. Get out there and vote. The following week is going to be a good week on the 15th. So I'll see you guys then. Have a great weekend. Be blessed. Be safe. Most importantly, connect, collaborate, and communicate. Until next, next week. 